listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Susanna George, founder and CEO of Urban List, joins us here today. Urban List is Australia and New Zealand's largest independent media company and the ultimate guide to giving your best life. Susanna's incredible and inspiring story spans her journey around launching Urban List. In 2011, she created Australia's first independently curated city guide from her bedroom in Brisbane, which now draws over 3 million views per month. Her finger is well and truly on the pulse when it comes to what she wants, needs, and interests in food and drink, art and design, travel, well-being, and entertainment for the influential Gen Y and Z generations. A passionate entrepreneur and hands-on business owner, Susanna works closely with Urban List's all-female exclusive team, whilst also dedicating time to developing new business concepts, providing expertise to business owners and brand leaders, as well as supporting and advocating for causes close to her heart, including workplace diversity, positive social impact, and the future of urban cultures. Susanna, thanks so much for joining us here today. How are you? I'm so well, Alison. Where how are, are you? I'm good. I'm good. We were just saying how hot and humid it is. Oh, I know. Summer. Yay. <laughs> so, so you're based in Brisbane, aren't you? I am. I am. Wow. I am. Yeah. So did, did you grow up there? I did, and it has been a really wonderful place to be living in 2020, I must oh, say. Absolutely. I know. You've, you've had it really good. So before we kick into about the business, I'd love you to introduce yourself. Yeah, of course. Um, so, Alison, I am the CEO and founder of Urban List, and I grew up in Queensland, as you've just learned. Um, I am the daughter of a fourth generation entrepreneur, so that makes me fifth gen. Um, and I grew up in a family that's really, really passionate about building businesses. So um, I'm really excited about having this chat with you today. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favourite things to talk about. What what kind of businesses did the family do? Yeah, sure. Um, ran the gamut, honestly, um, from engineering businesses to retail businesses. My father now has a number plate manufacturing business and personalised plate business. So his business is My Plates in New South Wales, you might know. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, so um, we're really, really excited about ideas and turning them into opportunities. And that was pretty much the dinner time conversation growing up. Wow. So did you just always think from when you were really young, oh, I'm just going to have my own business, but I'm just not sure what? I didn't. I didn't. Ah. I really didn't think that I would um, pursue that. However, um, I did hit a point where the idea of saying, what if, like, what if I don't do this idea far outweighed the risk for me? Um, Yeah, right. That was really what got me off my bottom and actually starting this thing um yeah so I I guess it's in the blood uh but I really didn't think that it would always be my path 
Yeah, did you just think, oh, I'll go into one of the family businesses? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, Dad's always been extremely clear that if that You're not were to happen, on board. then I, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I definitely need to be stronger than the best other possible hire. Yeah. Um, we do collaborate really well together. We really are awesome sounding boards for one another and he's totally my mentor, um, but it's never been um, a handout, that's for sure. Right. Okay. So Urban List, I mean, everyone knows Urban List. We don't even really need to really explain it but for the sake of the conversation how about you explain what Urban List is? Oh sure no problem. So Urban List is an independent media company. It is actually Australia and New Zealand's largest independent media company now and in essence we connect with about three million people helping them to find more of what they love and live their best life. So people come to us for recommendations from the best things to do and eat locally through to finding the most memorable travel experiences of their life, all the way down to having things effortlessly dialed around things that they're passionate about. So style and design and health and beauty and sustainability and even career now. Um, Yeah, so we're all about helping people to do more of what they love. And we we really love doing that because we think it makes them happier. Yeah. And you know what? Like it's such a huge idea and what you have is just so broad. So how did you get started? So I spent my 20s living in Paris and L.A. And I didn't know anyone when I moved to both of those cities and they are enormous places (laughs) and I really didn't know where to turn when it came to finding those local spots that make a place feel like home. Um, So I turned to the internet to do my research and I was looking for simple things like a great pizza or a good margarita or where I was going to get my hair cut. And what I found were just directory upon directory, laundry lists of suggestions, but nobody that was actually curating the city down to recommendations that were good. And I found the search experience to be really inefficient. I just spent so much time cross-referencing sites to figure out if I had more in common with the five-star review or the one. Yeah. And having, I'm sure you've had that same experience. Mm, yeah. Um, and all I wanted was this one-stop shop to optimize my life in the city. And basically I thought that if there was a gap for that in Los Angeles, there's quite possibly a gap for that everywhere. So that's really where the nascence of the idea came from. Okay. So how did you get started? Well, first of all, when mm. did you launch? You launched it? in September, September 2011. Yeah. So it launched from my bedroom then. So when I say we, <laughs> royal <laughs> we. Um, but, yeah, right at the end of 2011. Um, and there was a really big gap from the original idea through to having the guts to actually launch the thing. Um, So idea was about 2007 um, and actually having the guts to return home to Australia, that wasn't until 2010. Right. Um, So it, it sat in the top drawer for quite a long time before, I, I guess I said it earlier, that this this idea of the risk of saying what if for me outweighed the risk of actually giving it a shot. Mm. 
I think a lot of people can, you know, like relate to that in terms of business. Now, now, when you first launched, did you launch with a city? Like did you just launch in one city or how did you start this? So funny story. Um, <laughs> my original goal or thinking was that I needed to launch in Brisbane, Sydney and Melbourne simultaneously. And the reason for that was because I thought if I launched in Sydney first, then Melbourne wouldn't catch on. And I thought if I launched in Melbourne first, then Sydney would never pick it up. Yeah. And I was pretty sure that if I launched in Brisbane first, then neither Sydney nor Melbourne would ever pick it up ever. Um, Fortunately, somebody a lot wiser than me talked me out of that plan because if I'd tried that, I would have failed 100%. Mm. And instead... I piloted, I piloted Urban List in Brisbane, the market that I knew the best, and we spent two years sort of building out that pilot um, and getting ourselves to a place where we really did have a base to scale from. Yeah. Um, I'm so grateful for that advice now. And also I was so naive and so silly to think that Australia really would be that parochial. Um, mm. We... When we scaled into Sydney and Melbourne, people did tell me that it was a risky idea and that we probably couldn't expect to see the same success in those markets. Um, I backed us and um, in contrast to their views, we launched two years after Brisbane within one week of one another, Sydney and Melbourne, and we we went from having 100,000 100,000 sessions at the beginning of that launch year to just under a million by the end of that year. Wow. So it took us about 12 months to become the largest local lifestyle guide. Um, And I am so, so grateful that I was able to trust my gut. Mm. How how did you get all these views? Because there's a lot of people that create these content heavy businesses and yet they just don't get the level of views that you that you have experienced and continue to experience so what do you what would you say would be you know an element of success of getting that reach oh sure um there is no silver bullet yeah (laughs) I know (laughs) everyone wants to know that so yeah and um I wish I could like say that there are shortcuts um, I really don't believe that there are. Yeah. Um, I think that you could try to find some, but you'd probably end up with a brand that's a bit lacking in credibility and purpose. Um, so Urban List, um, we are by design a platform that attracts traffic directly because we've built brand credibility. So people come direct to Urban List for our specific brand of recommendation. Um, We are a business that's invested in building up uh, a lot of organic search traffic. So we really invest in evergreen search-based content. And that's really built on um, not so much technology and algorithms and more so really thinking about what it is that our audience is going to want from us ahead of time. Yeah, so So it's the right content. It is the right content that they're looking for and thinking about that about three months ahead of the game because you can't expect to rank really high in the search rankings if you produce content one day and expect it to be searched for the next. Mm. It takes a little while. Uh, And then, of course, building up 
really strong and engaged social communities. Um, so we've been um, really blessed with uh, a community that has really supported us um, online for a very long time and we probably have one of the most engaged social communities I would say of any media platform in Australia and we really do benefit from that um, I know a lot of people are suffering in terms of traffic coming from social um, we aren't seeing that same trend and I think it's all back to the engagement of our audience on those platforms yeah for you does Instagram out before Facebook or the other way around um Facebook is a traffic driver absolutely yeah. though yeah. engagement on Instagram it tends to be higher for us okay how many social channels have you got now? Mm. Lots. That's a great question. Lots. Um, close to 20. Wow. Mm. A lot of handles to manage. Far out. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So do you have, you've obviously got a team in each state and, over, and over in New Zealand, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, we operate the, across yeah. 12 markets. Yeah, so. Wow. Um, We've got people on the ground everywhere Um, and we've got a team of, I think we're 42 at this point. So absolute rock stars um, and they they love what they do and most importantly um, they believe what we believe and they believe it can be done. Yeah. So you're not operating from your bedroom anymore? (laughs) No, 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 no. It'd be really (laughs) <laughs> how do you how do you find these amazing team members oh I have learned so much yeah. in this space um wow I've got it wildly wrong at various times um but one of my favorite business authors is a guy called Patrick Lencioni I don't know if you've ever read any of his work um no. so Five Dysfunctions of a Team is probably his best-known book. Um, But there's a book that he wrote called Ideal Team Player, Mm -hmm. and there's a model um, for hiring in that book that I absolutely swear by. Right. Um, I wish I could draw it for you. But if you could imagine a Venn diagram for me. And um, so the three circles in that Venn diagram um, represent different attributes of the ideal team player. So humble is one of the attributes. So somebody who's way more motivated by the goals of the team than they are individual achievement. Then hungry, so really ambitious, really driven, always believes and is seeking more. And then smart is the third of the circles. So smart actually speaks to EQ. So it's much more about understanding that your behaviours and actions have impact on people. And where those three circles intersect is really where we try to hire from. So we look for people that have enough of each of those three attributes that they're going to be the ideal fit the ideal fit for our team Mm. um if you are only humble you're kind of a doormat if you're only hungry you're a total bulldozer (laughs) um if you're only like with those people smarts you're a bit of a charmer but can't really get anything done um so we really look for somebody that sits in the centre of those three um, and can really, through those attributes, really showcase and embrace our value set. Amazing. Now, I imagine, like, your company culture is very strong. How do you keep that culture that you've created in Brisbane um, 
so that, you know, across, again, all the different areas of your business in terms of being interstate. So how, how do you keep this, this unity of culture? Yeah, sure. Um, I Brisbane, while it's where I'm based, is actually not the biggest of our teams. Um, and it's probably not where our culture was truly forged. Um, that said, um, in terms of that cultural consistency um the first five years we kind of played it by ear um we really sort of hired people that we liked to work alongside and that was easy enough um it wasn't until we were scaling from three markets to seven and we did that in the space of four months um that we really identified that we needed to zero in on what it was that our culture actually was. So really get that clarity over our culture. Um, and so we did this hilarious exercise. I'm sure you've done it too when you're writing adjectives on butcher's paper and they could be anybody's adjectives. Mm. And then we sort of scrubbed all of that out and came up with um, seven statements that really represent who and what we are. And then Underneath each of those statements are behaviours that is really sort of that value in action. Um, it has taken me, I would say, probably eight years wow. to really get to a point where I'm unapologetic about guarding our culture mm. <laughs> and I'm really demanding actually of the behaviours that see that culture maintained. Um, so we do quarterly reviews of to what extent are each of our people really embodying and embracing our seven values. And so we're really on the ball all the time about um, because people's lives change and their ambitions change and that can sometimes cause people to fall sort of out of sync with the rest of the group. But we really do think that the people who do fit our culture not only stay with us, but they absolutely fly within that culture. And when we have enough of those people and when they are really believing what we believe, um, that's when we are at our absolute best. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you been tempted at any point along this business journey to move from Brisbane, in, you know, into one of the other markets? Uh, very much so. So um, that's how I have thought about that a lot, um, particularly being in media. Um, I would, well, this year aside where I've barely travelled at all, um, in general I am on a plane Tuesday to Thursday. I'm sure. Um, yeah, and um, so it has been pretty challenging for my family. So um, I've been married to my wife, Prue, for six years now and together we have two children, Xavier, who's four, and Beatrix, who's two. Um, and being away from them so much has been really, really difficult. Um, I think I'm, well, I know that I'm so lucky because Prue herself is an entrepreneur. She's also a business owner. She understands what it takes. Yeah. And um, so she never sort of begrudges this um, commitment. Yeah, she just gets travel. it. Yeah. Yeah, she does get it. And our families are both based in Brisbane. Family is such a big, important part of who we are. Um, and I think particularly with the grandchildren now, it would be really difficult to be moving those babies away mm. from their grandparents. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So have you then found a sort of business life difficult this year with COVID or has it been okay? Um, to a large extent, Urbanless was perfectly set up for this sort of situation in that we have always been decentralised. We have always been set up for remote work. We've always had flexible work arrangements. So that transition from a cultural aspect wasn't too enormous. Um, we didn't fall into some of the pitholes that other people did. Um, that said, it's not a business that is pandemic proof. Um, we were fortunate that Urban List had already strategically gone beyond being a city guide. Yeah. So we were already creating content that was beyond where people live and much more into these verticals of what they love and where they're heading in terms of travel. Um, so we have really focused on those verticals this year. Um, it was an absolute race to pivot our content strategy to make sure that we could really continue to help people live their best lives, albeit in isolation, and help them to continue to support their city and support their city small businesses safely. And then the second part of that was proving to our partner and advertiser base that we had retained that credibility with our audience, that we had absolutely retained their trust and loyalty through that shift, uh, and that we were very much still a place of relevance because when it comes to advertising, you want to be surrounding yourself with content of relevance. And so we, we worked very, very hard to maintain our audience over the course of this year and we have truly done some of the best work that I've ever seen in really? the history of Urban List. I am so immensely proud of our team this year and I'm actually really, really proud of myself too. I have learned so much this year. I've experienced so much growth um, and fortunately I have been able to do all of that alongside the most banging executive team. I wish you could meet them. They're just <laughs> wonderful, wonderful women. Um, we're actually an all-female exec wow. and um, they have been absolute powerhouses this year. Um, absolutely couldn't have done it without them. Mm. Do you, because I would imagine that you would experience hurdle, or you, at least in the past, you would have ex experienced hurdles with creating, you know, a content-rich business. Mm. Um, you know, because the, the, also like the frequency that the, and the the amount of content that has to go up to make these kind of platforms successful. How have you dealt with that? Or, you know, what are some of the hurdles that you've experienced? Yeah, sure. Um, Content-rich platforms uh, are expensive to operate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's expensive to create really valuable and quality content. Um, I said it before, there, there really are no shortcuts to that. So um, the absolute key to any business is the people and people that believe in the vision and are motivated by the purpose of the business. Um, so our content team is absolutely focused on and motivated by this idea of helping people to find more of what they love. So everything that they're creating is very actionable. It is very much about moving people at pace to be finding more things to do that really enrich their lives and therefore help them to live their best lives. Um, so that's a guiding principle for us. And one of the things that does set our platform apart 
is this idea of content not just to entertain but actually to drive action. And if you think about sort of your your behaviour when you're reading content online, it's frequently for entertainment or education but not necessarily to motivate action in the real world. Yeah. And that's something that's been a really unique value proposition of ours, this idea of creating both content and context that is specifically designed to get people offline and living. So people come to Urban List specifically because they're looking for a recommendation and they want to book something or do something or eat something or buy something. And therefore, by design, we are therefore charged with creating content that actually gets them able to do that with as little friction as possible. So it's all about transferring that intent into action as quickly as we can. Um, And that really is the secret sauce. So, yes, it's a hurdle to be there for them at that point of recommendation need because you need that depth of content in order to have the credibility across all of these areas of their life. Um, But it's absolutely the secret sauce and why we see people turning to us over and over and over again. Yeah. Absolutely. So how are you juggling your time in amongst all this? (laughs) (laughs) So we just fall on the floor in hysterical laughter. I know, I know. You're a mother of two, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, Same page. Um, So, ha, a few things that I swear by. Um, One is that I always know the top three things that I need to achieve today before I start the day. And they are written down and they are scheduled into my calendar. So that's the way the day always, always, always starts. Ideally, it happens the night before. Um, I know myself well enough that I am no good at blending work and home life in the same space. Um, If I'm at work, I am entirely present in that zone. Um, My children almost never come to the office with me. I'm so admiring of parents who can make it work. I am not one of those parents. Um, Equally, when I'm at home and the children are awake, I am 100% with them. Mm. I am not checking email. I very rarely take calls unless someone's called me three times. I know it's urgent. Um, And I really just try to give everything to them and everything I have to whichever space that I'm in. So that presence is a very important part of juggling my time. And I think overarchingly, I just, I'm not really looking for work-life balance as much as I'm looking for work-life fulfillment. Yeah, I'm and saying. It gives me a, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. I think it gives you more flexibility of mindset. You know, I agree. hung up on things panning out exactly as they had been calendared. Um, I just think there are always spanners. Um, I'm always having to change my plans and I don't really mind that much as long as what it is that I'm doing is aligning with the things that I value and kind of Mm. itching toward our goals. Um, Yeah, so I never, yeah, I never begrudge needing to work. I've never, ever woken up not wanting to go to work today. Absolutely love what I'm doing. I'm obsessed with Urban List. I'm almost 10 years in. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and, yeah, it's all about that fulfilment with me. I don't like that life balance thing. Yeah, no, neither do I. I think it just ends up stressing you out (laughs) because it's too hard to achieve. Yeah, how do we get rid of it? Yeah. Oh, well, I always say I talk about more about just integrating it 
you know, so that it oh, works for you. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, all right, so what are some holiday trends or stories we should be keeping an eye out for? Um, one of the things that's on site at the moment that I am the most proud of from 2020 is actually our gift guides. So we have made a huge effort to be very conscious of supporting local and ethical and particularly minority-owned businesses in our gift guides this year. So the Eds have curated such a beautiful selection of products, beautiful selection of experiences. So all of my loved ones are going to be gifted from those gift guides this year. Um, And then in terms of trends, we publish an article once a month called Culture Curve. And Sammy Preston and Jess Best on our content team are the masterminds behind Culture Curve. So it comes out every month and it gives a rundown of the trends that we see being on the rise and being on the slide in culture. Um, So December edition, we are talking on the rise. We're talking about wearable tech. We're talking about sex positivity. We're talking about conscious controversy. Um, so Cardi B's WAP videos are a really great example of that, marketing genius. Um, yeah, so I would point you to Culture Curve in terms of trends that we're wow. seeing playing out right I now. see I didn't know about that, so I'll have to check that out. Mm. We could talk forever. I feel like you need to I write know. a book. Has anyone ever said that to you? Um, that feels like a really daunting exercise, <laughs> but perhaps. Perhaps, perhaps. Um, I might need one of the editor's help. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, that be your ghostwriter. you for hours. Yeah. Wow. All right, then. Look, I, again, everyone knows where to find Urban List, but please tell everyone the URL while we're here. Oh, absolutely. It's www.theurbanlist.com. Amazing. Susanna, thank you so much for chatting to us today. It's been so interesting. Thank you so much for having me, Alison, and happy holidays. Oh yes, come on.